So it's very interesting right now. If you're watching basketball, there are a lot of new contenders this year for the first time in a very long time. We are not living in the age of the Golden State Warriors. But what does that mean? Where do the Golden State Warriors actually sit this year? If you are a Golden State fan, you still are holding out hope that things are good. But with many of the uh, old faces being, you know, <laughs> taken away and some of the faces having to sit out this year, the future of Golden State, especially for this particular year, is up in question. So during this episode of The Upshot, we are going to cover just that. What is happening with Golden State? Where are they going to be in the playoff picture this year? Are they going to be in the playoff picture at all? So let's dive in. Let's do it. This is The Upshot Podcast. We're about to break down the biggest moments in the NBA. they matter now this is the upshot podcast oh it is my favorite topic (laughs) it is my favorite topic to talk about and it is my love-hate relationship with the golden state warriors and all the things that come with that so tonight i'm hanging out with my very very good friend marshall robertson how you doing buddy hey yo what's happening man how are (laughs) you I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's uh, I tell you, it's been a week of crazy, crazy basketball already. So good. Um, <laughs> Everything's been so good. It's been so much fun to watch. I've barely been able to sleep this week. Um, <laughs> I've been so chest. <laughs> and so, you know, it's been one of those weeks where I've been super, super excited about everything that's sort of come out. Um, but this whole time, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm paying attention to all the new storylines, all the games that are happening, all the excitement that's coming out. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, what about Golden State? Where is Golden State actually sitting in this whole stretch right now? And so I thought it'd be cool if we got on tonight because uh, it is a Thursday night and it's about, what is it, about 8.45 where we are? Yep. Um, which means that Golden State is going to be playing uh, here in just a few minutes. They're going to be playing, um, <laughs> this is another California battle this week. Uh, we're going to be seeing uh, Kawhi again. <laughs> so I'll be staying up late I'm, again. Staying up uh, late. No, 100%. 100%. Like, I, I am absolutely going to be watching this one. So we wanted to do this one beforehand because we want we, we always love the opportunity when we come out and talk smack about someone for them to be able to prove us wrong. Uh, <laughs> so tonight we're going to dig into Golden State and the changes, the things that are happening. And I'm going to, you know, basically grill Marshall on what he thinks is uh, happening over there and what we've got going on. So Golden State, uh, right now, I think the, the first point that I want to bring up is the most obvious point. We, we have no KD. We have no Clay. Yeah, and man. Those two things fundamentally change that team in a big way. And, you know, without KD, I, we've seen Golden State without KD before. I, they were still pretty good. Yeah, all of a sudden they're instantly more likable, right? Oh, no, I mean, like, all Easily. of a sudden, I'm going to buy a jersey, I feel like. You know, it's, <laughs> I feel like I can root for that team again. No doubt. Uh, um, but you know what? I tell you, the absence of Clay is absolutely huge. What do you feel? What do you, what do you feel about that? Man, that one hurts. I love Clay Thompson. That he may, he may be one of my favorite players in the league. He plays the right way. Number one, he might also be one of the top three. I'm going to say three right now because I'm trying to think of a couple more off the top of my head. Shooters in the history of the league. I'm talking pure shooters. We've seen that guy. I think Joe mentioned in a podcast one time that he had scored. 
40 plus points by <laughs> dribbling the ball four times, four yeah. dribbles in a game. And I threw out there, he had, he had 37 points in a quarter one time. Like this guy is just unbelievable. And you know, what's my favorite part about him. He doesn't just play offense. He's a lockdown defender. So they're, they're really going to be missing him uh, this year in Golden state. No doubt. He's a two way guy. And that's, that's the thing. I, I watch him and it's like, you know, anytime he's out on the floor, the game's not over. I don't care what the score spread is. Um, like Clay changes the game. And he's he's interesting. You know, I was talking last night with Joe. We, we did another podcast. This has been the week of podcasts, by the way. We were Absolutely. so excited about kicking off the season. Uh, I was talking with Joe last night. And we talked about how Kawhi, um, he's not really a team leader. He is more of the guy that when he's on the floor, he just makes everybody seem uh, a good three feet taller. And yeah. You know, that, that's sort of where Clay, Clay falls for me. And I, I'm listening. I'm sure he has a lot of leadership qualities that he brings to that team. But I've never really looked at him as the guy that's directing traffic on that team. I've always looked at him as the guy that when he's out there, everybody feels taller. Everybody feels like they could play a little better. And so it, it's interesting. And so we, we get into this and, and like, what was it? A couple days ago, we get this statement from Steve Kerr. Um, and I don't know if it was a mistake did he drop this? What, like, what? What did he say? Because it was. Interesting. I think. I think if he could. I think if he could go back, he probably wouldn't have said anything. Um, looking looking back on it, Steve Kerr's going all right, and he said it even the second day after the whole comment came out. He said, "You know, you know, maybe I shouldn't have spoken on this at all." Uh, <laughs> but he he was literally just pointing out the fact. Okay, do the math. The guy gets hurt in early June. Right. Typical ACL injury and I, and I can attest to this I've endured one myself takes right. from 9 to 12 months right. to be able to recover from now Clay's a phenomenal athlete he should probably be closer to the 9 month part of that but still that puts him at the beginning of April so yeah. if you look at the at the the way the season breaks out well beginning of April you're starting to get into playoff time so Kerr was just literally just stating hey guys there's a pretty good chance we're going to be dealing without Clay this year. Well, the media, of course, looking for any kind of sub- <laughs> subject they can to run with it, they're going to run with it and they're going to say, oh, Steve Kerr says Clay will not come out this year. In fact, I think we we have a text between all of us upshot guys, and I sent it immediately. I was like, guys, they're saying Clay's done for the year. What does this do to the Warriors? Like it just it just blew up in my head, and I think it blew up in a lot of people's heads. Well, you know, it, it's interesting from from one perspective, from a player perspective, you sort of get in this mode of he's coming back, he's going to be here maybe for the playoffs. We just have to get there, right? That's and right. If we can, that's right. And if we can get there, so that's the mindset. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's out of the mix. There, it absolutely affects the way that you play the entire season. From a fan perspective, you get into this mode of, well, we're not going to the playoffs. Like that's a real conversation that starts to be having had because you think, well, this is a big part of it. And even if we do go, we're not going all the way this year. Well, and if you watch if you watch the narrative around the league right now, that's the sexy talk right now. Yeah. That's the sexy talk. Everyone's making this quote unquote bold prediction that Golden State's going to miss the playoffs. Well, I mean, how bold does that feel right now? You've got <laughs> right. a team that's obviously without KD, one of the top two best players in the league, and now without Clay, we're thinking, I mean, we already knew that they were going to be without Clay, but I mean, we we realize that they're going to they're going to have some struggles in a very very strong West. We it's very well documented how what, amazing the West is going to be this year. But I think it's uh getting to be a little bit overblown towards the contrary. Now that we're talking about it. So I, I think people are going a little nuts and, and, and going ahead and writing them off. And I got to say, I think Steph Curry is going to 
dominate because they're writing him off. <laughs> well, I think so too. I think that's going to be fuel for him because that's just how he operates. And if you've Absolutely. watched, uh, if you watch any documentaries on him, uh, that that is how he works. He loves hearing that kind of thing. And you know, that that's one of the reasons that he's one of my favorite players out there, even though I've not been a golden state fan for a long time because of the obvious uh, KD situation. Um, and if we need to go back for anybody on that whole thing, we'll do that. I'm sure at some point <laughs> no, um, we can talk on that forever. All for right. sure. Yeah. So, but, but <laughs> But the point is, is this is going to be fuel for uh, for this team. But what's interesting about this team to me is this, is at the end of the year, they caught a lot of criticism for playing players that were injured or, you they know, sure maybe not rehabbed as much. And so, you know, this, this was the big thing for me is we did the math and we were like, Clay is probably going to be back around the time of playoffs. But the whole question that I feel like we've batted back and forth ad nauseum is – do you put him in or does this put you in a really weird position because of the history that you had just last year? And that's a lot. That's a lot to deal with because absolutely, it's huge criticism. Not only, you know, it's it, it just it puts your program in jeopardy when there's even a rumor that you're playing someone before they're ready. Absolutely. And I think I think there's a chance that there's that Steve Kerr is probably feeling a little bit of that pressure as he heads into this season. All right. You know, I've got to, I've got to make some adjustments based on some of these moves that I did make towards the end of last year. And it didn't help by the way, in the biggest heel move ever that as Kevin Durant's leaving town, he talks trash about the way he was handled throughout that, throughout the yeah. end of that uh, c- series and the rest of that season. So um, I, I think Kerr probably is feeling a little bit of that. So he might've stepped out a little bit more than he, than he typically would have. Of course, like I said, he came back the next day, kind of cleared it up a little bit, but all he said was, listen, guys, I don't really know. I'm not a doctor. Um, I think, I think Kerr was just trying to get past the conversation and he kind of blew it up. (laughs) He he blew it up a little bit more than he wanted to for sure. Well, you know, and like I said, it's Steve Kerr has had an interesting few months. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. He, you know, he has a great year with the team that's banged up hard. They lose the championship, but there's no shame in the way that championship was lost. Uh, You've, you've, lost to the best player in the world. I mean, that, that's really yeah. all there is to it. Uh, plus a Toronto team that looks really good without the best player in the world. Uh, Gosh, right now. they look good the other night, didn't they? They, they looked, looked really amazing. good. Amazing. I, I was, yeah. you know, Pascal Siakam, like, was lights out. Like, it was crazy. Yeah, we got a, we got a new superstar on our hands, no doubt. It, it was nice. It, it, but then you've got um, – You've got him being called out by the president of the United States, Steve Kerr, on uh, <laughs> his handling of the China situation. You know, and I'm like, really? Like, yeah. And then you come into a couple of days ago where we have that statement, and it's been interesting. Um, I think that you know where I get the most interested about this is who's left to actually carry this load. And we've got some very capable people here, but can they do it? And can they put it into the playoffs? I, I honestly think they can. Um I don't believe that narrative that Golden State won't make the playoffs because they're not a kind of team that doesn't make the playoffs. They will find a way, uh, barring injuries. But who who do we have the pressure on right now? This is, of course, Steph. We've got Steph, who is the leader of this team. But yeah, uh, he's going to have to have he's going to have to have some wide shoulders this year. There's no doubt. And I think you and you mentioned it. You touched on it. And and what's funny is how about that story this week that comes out when Michael Jordan's calls him out and says, "I don't think Steph Curry's a Hall of Famer." Like he he go ahead and just. He prods the bull a little bit there, and I think, I think that might have been a little bit of uh, gamesmanship maybe there from Michael because I, I do know that Michael and, and Steph have a pretty good, pretty good relationship and seem right. to. Um, even Steph, I believe, came out today and said, you know, that's my guy. He 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 he, did, he even agreed. He said it was pretty funny that he said he's not he's not a Hall of Famer dot 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 yet. 
Okay. All right. Okay. We get it. Um, yeah, so of course, <laughs> right. of course, there's gonna there's gonna be a lot of pressure on Steph. Draymond's got to step up. Draymond's got to be in shape. We've talked about that. Uh, Draymond started half the season last year, about 15, 20 pounds overweight, and it showed in his play. Yeah. And about the All Star break, he turned it around and, and really made it better. And then you got newly acquired D'Angelo Russell. I think it's gonna be really, really, really interesting to see how he fits into the mold, uh, fits on that team. My problem with this team is what do you got down low? What are, what are your bigs like? Because you're gonna be playing some. Some real solid bigs throughout this. I mean, we watched that LA Lakers game the other night. They look like a bunch of giants out there. Like, what's going to happen when uh, Golden State goes up against LA and has to play that front court of JaVale McGee, uh, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James? Like, what's going to happen when Golden State has to do that? Yeah, you can shoot over them, maybe, and you might have maybe. to run them up and down the court. So it's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be pretty interesting. But all that to say, I, I do, I, I still stick. Steph is my pick for the MVP this year, and I think it's mostly based on that necessity. The necessity is going to be he's going to have to dominate the ball. He facilitates very well, but he can also, you know, he can take over a game from a shooting standpoint, and and he will. I think he's going to do it this year. Um, nice, nice little note too. Tonight they're starting the game against the Clippers um, in San Francisco in their new arena. The first time they played in ah, San Francisco nice. since 1971. First time they're playing. Wow. I thought, it, I thought it was really interesting. I haven't even mentioned this to you yet, but um, I was listening to uh, NBA radio earlier today, and they were talking about the fact that. Um, NBA likes to build on jersey sales throughout this time frame, and okay. a, a big one, a big one that they're really excited about because they release jerseys based on cities. Sometimes when they're not even connected to a city, well, Golden State obviously has been in Oakland for a long time, right? Well, they're they're excited from an NBA and a marketing standpoint to get into San Francisco because guess what? Now we can sell jerseys that say San Francisco on them, and these they're going to be these throwback cool jerseys. It's going to be really really awesome. But all that to say, that's going to be really cool for the Warriors to be playing in a new stadium in a new city for them tonight. Um, it's going to be really fun. It's going to be really exciting to see how they play against this. Looks like a pretty darn good Clippers team. So <laughs> it's going to be well, really fun. That's the thing. I, I think that uh, if you've seen behind the scenes of this new facility, it's amazing. Like it is oh, uh, unbelievable, the definition right? of state of the art. And, you know, I want to, I want to hit back before we move on to a point that I think you just brought up. And, and I think that, you know, as, as much as we bag on Michael Jordan as not the best owner, uh, in the world, um, the thing about Jordan that I think he understands is um, situational things that lead to greatness. And <laughs> if you go back to, you know, watching Jordan play and the things that he was up against, he understood the situation before he played it. And of course he had the ability to step up and show up and, and, you know, rise to the challenge. What no I doubt. think, what I think was the most interesting about what he said is there have been several times when we've seen Steph sort of enter the conversation of top five, top 10 players ever. Uh, it, but he doesn't stay there real long. Sure. Uh, and that's the thing. There'll be certain spots in a season we'd be like, this guy is one of the best ever. And then he just sort of drops out of that top 10 for me and I think for a lot of other people. What I think that I got as I really dug into Jordan's statement the other day is this is the season that cements him as yeah. you know, Steph, Steph Curry, if he plays this season lights out and they show up big this year – uh, and heaven forbid that they should go to the finals. I, I don't know if they've got the juice for that at all. I, I just don't see it. But let's say that they do. Uh, this puts him in a category that he's never even close to approaching thus far, even though he's an amazing player. And I think that's what I got out of Jordan's statement, as I think that you start to see Jordan looking at someone, and I'm probably putting words in Jordan's mouth, but you start to see Jordan looking at someone who is great and – 
has not necessarily been put in the position of I'm one of the greatest ever. And this is the season for the first time, even though they've won how many championships, this is the first time that I look at Steph and I say, this is the year that I could put him into the argument depending on his play. And so I tell you what, I am psyched for the game tonight. I am psyched for their first five to 10 games. And if they show up big in the beginning, especially, I'm psyched to watch them all year. And to be a San Francisco fan, <laughs> I, I guess Golden State, but yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> I feel like this is a new a new era for them. And if they show up big, it's huge. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be money for sure. And it, and I think you touched on it right there too. Michael Jordan in his career always knew how to pass a test. So right now, in his kind of a upper echelon, looking over the league, kind of like he's doing right now, I think he's dishing out the tests. And that's what that is to me. He's dishing out a test to Steph, and I think Steph's going to pass. Well, here's something I have to bring up. Maybe something a lot of people don't understand about you, Marshall, is uh, your pick for the MVP this year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is big, and it, it goes right in line. <laughs> Who is your pick for the MVP this year? It is Mr. Steph Curry, and I think it's for all the reasons we just mentioned. He's – He's it's 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 going to be out of necessity. The ball's going to be in his hands the majority of the year, and he's going to have to create. He's going to have to make his team better, but he's also going to have to deliver down the stretch. When he in the last few years, he's been able to defer to Clay. Sometimes he's been able to defer to KD. This year, it's on him. Draymond's not taking the last second shot. It's not going to happen. D'Angelo right. Russell, I don't think, is going to take the last second shot. It's going to be in his hands. He's going to really be able to cement his legacy. And I'm such a Steph fan, but I'm also a basketball fan, and I think Steph's got the tools to be able to step up and do it. I think he's going to do it this year. So who's his Scottie Pippen this year? It's like we're just getting into the Jordan talk. Who's his Scottie Pippen this year? I mean, I guess it's got to be Draymond. Um, Draymond really he he really closed it down towards the end of last year. He he was locked down on defense. Yeah. He is he he does all the little things. He does everything you want to do, which is which is what Scottie did. Scotty was was a dirty player sometimes when it came to getting steals and getting getting uh, offensive rebounds when it was necessary things like that doing the plays that don't always don't always show up but but make a big difference now if Draymond can stay out of trouble when it comes to getting technical <laughs> fouls the guy leads the league in technical fouls every year he can't do that this year this year he's 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 number two unless D'Angelo is going to step up a little further I'm I mean you may hear the hesitation in my voice I'm not quite a D'Angelo believer. But maybe it's because I haven't seen him as much and haven't seen him as play as much, and and maybe Steph's going to bring out the best in him. But uh, I think it's going to be on Draymond's shoulders to be that second fiddle. I, I think so too, and I, I, that's the thing. You watch Draymond sometimes, and you're like, God, I just want to root for this guy, but it's never been consistent. It's yeah. always I root for the guy, I root for the guy, I root for the guy. Then he does something that makes me think, Wait, who are you? You know, is this who <laughs> you actually are? And then and then he'll sort of build it up again. And so there's never been this consistent season for me where he's just been the guy that I'm like, that is a Scottie Pippen type. That is a guy that is holding down a certain part of the game so that a Steph Curry or a Michael Jordan can play his game. And that's the thing. I think that this is the year for him too. This is the year that he could cement himself as something more than he's ever been before. And like, like I said, I love this lineup because it puts pressure on these stars and you know, it opens up the league. It's very, very interesting. So For sure. And, and and no no doubt, we've seen Draymond do it all. We need to see him do it all at once. Yeah. Yeah. So just a top top of uh top of your head here. I, I want to know who are your, the teams that you think Golden State has the most trouble with this year? Because sometimes it's not as obvious. Who are the teams that you think when they come out on the floor, Golden State's gonna have a tough time? And then who are the teams that are really, really good that you think you know, they're they're going to actually match up well and they're probably going to dominate them every time. And, and you know, I, I think this is an interesting question for me. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think I think the first two that pop off my head that they're going to struggle with, number one tonight, we'll see it. I think they're going to struggle with the Clippers because the Clippers guard so well one through five. Right. They're just extremely – I mean, Kawhi Leonard can step out and guard Steph or he can step down and guard Draymond. He can he can guard all over the floor. Now, Draymond, conversely, can do the same. Right. But I think, I think the Clippers have more of those guys than the Warriors do from a defensive end. And, of course, I think the Lakers now, they may not have shown it the other night, but the, I think – as we see the season roll on, we're going to see those guys lock down on defense because you got that LeBron mentality. You got Anthony Davis, who also is a defensive maven. We we could we forget about that sometimes because he's such a skilled offensive guy. Right. But Anthony Davis is a stalwart on defense and could be in the running for defensive player of the year. So I think the Lakers and the Clippers, right off the top of my head, are going to present some uh, issues for them. Somebody like uh, somebody like Houston, I think. I think. Uh, the Warriors match up really well against. Now, Agreed. of course, they've got, they've got guys like uh, Capella, some guys down low that are going to present some issues. But when you talk about guard play, good grief! Let's go, let's go, Steph and D'Angelo versus Westbrook and Harden. Let's do two on two Space Jam. I mean, not not Space Jam, <laughs> NBA Jam. Let's, I love let's it. Do, let's do NBA Jam right now with those two guys and just see what happens. I'm, I'm really excited to see those those guys lock it up. Yeah, you know, I, I think the Rockets and, and them, the way they match up, that that's what I'm really, really excited about to see. But, you know, that's the thing. I get really interested in seeing how that Golden State is going to handle the bigs and, you know, with, with those other teams. And I think what I'm really interested in is you know, what's Steve Kerr got up his sleeve? What's he thinking about that they're going to go in and do uh, to actually take care of that? And so like, I also, you know, as much – faith as I have in the players that are remaining on Golden State right now. Uh, I have a lot of faith in Steve Kerr, and I think that it's going to be really interesting to watch. So this game tonight, uh, like I said, I think the interesting way that we we scheduled this pod was before the game. What do you think happens? What do you like if you had to put a score on this game tonight? What do you think the score ends up being between uh, Golden State and the Clippers? Gosh, I got to tell you, it's really funny. We just sat here and I'm all excited. I'm actually literally pumping myself up about watching the Golden State Warriors play this year. But with the Clippers rolling into town, man, I'm I'm having a hard time. The Clippers, not only did they look so good the other night, it's 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 this Kawhi carryover. This guy is playing on another stratosphere right now. We watched it the other night, and it's it's something in his eyes. I mean, if you yeah. watch you watch this guy play, I mean, he is he's a cyborg. He is a legit Terminator. <laughs> he does he does not care about what's in front of him. He will get through it one way or the other. And I think the Warriors, unfortunately, they're uh, they're standing on the tracks when the train's coming through. Sorry, I think I, the Clippers I think the Clippers are taking them down. I do too. And I think I think it's gonna be probably um I think it's probably ten to fifteen points. I mean yeah. maybe that's crazy, but I, I feel like ten to fifteen points is what they're going to do tonight to this team just because of the strength that we have on the Clippers. And I, I don't and feel it, like go ahead. Yeah, it might happen like it did the other night where, you know, the Lakers jumped out to a pretty big lead starting out that game. And I think I think the Warriors are going to have a lot of energy in that building tonight. They're going to come out on fire. Steph's probably going to nail a few threes right off the bat. We're going to get rolling. We're going to get rolling. But then it comes lockdown time and Kawhi leads the charge. And that's a that's a good team there. And they go deep. They got a lot of solid players on that team. This is going to be a, a scary team to contend with for every team in the league this year. I agree. I agree. All right. So uh, I, I know we're going to we, we scheduled this so we could get out just in time to go watch this game before we get out of here. Anything else uh, we want to throw out there? What are you, what are you excited about uh, that happened this week? Because we're kind of closing the week down. Uh, we get the privilege of actually closing this thing up. Lots of pods this week to kick off the season. But what what were you the most excited about this week as we kicked off the season? I mean, like I, I, I'm excited about the game we're about to watch with Golden State and the Clippers. But um, 
I think I got really excited to see what happened. Um, what happened the first night when we watched uh, LeBron kind of blow it. Um, I love the Lakers. I love it, but I love that there's some adversity over there that he is going to oh, yeah. have to overcome or not. That you talk about legacy. I love watching LeBron have to overcome something, and you know he got he got outmatched the other night, and so that's what I'm the most excited. About. What are the things that you're pumped about? Yeah, I mean, doesn't that seem like the most LeBron thing ever? He's going to come out and establish a little adversity for himself so he can have something to come out, overcome. <laughs> right, I, right. I, think it's, I mean, and LeBron and AD, they definitely have some things to sort out. We saw a lot of deference between both of them on who's, right, who's right. going to run the ball, who's going to dominate the ball when it, when the game comes down to the line in the fourth quarter. So there's going to be some of that they got to sort out. Now, we talked a little bit about uh, Siakam the other night for Toronto. I think we really do have a budding superstar on our hands. That guy was awesome. Yeah. Um, we saw some amazing play the last couple of nights. Of course, Kawhi, you know, continues just, you know, his stone cold ways. It's unbelievable. Um, I think we'd be remiss not to mention tonight, Vince Carter suited up for the Atlanta Whoa. Hawks in, in his 22nd NBA season, an NBA record. I mean, I gotta, I gotta yeah. give it up. Vince Carter. Man. I, I mean, I'm a huge, I'm a huge Vince Carter fan. Like I've been a fan of his. I mean, since, I mean, honestly, we can say it. It's been 22 years since we were kids. This guy yeah. was a he was a legit superhero to us as a kid because he he could just fly out of the gym and somehow I don't know how it's it, it kind of defies my odds especially as we think about what Zion and people like that are going through right now these guys are unbelievably athletic can jump out of the gym but they're having a hard time with their joints how's Vince Carter lasted twenty two seasons in this league with the way that he came into this league as a freak athlete it's just unbelievable and I gotta say you know. We've talked about this many times. We're Grizz fans. I was lucky enough to get to sit at a table with Vince Carter at an event a couple of years ago, and that guy could not be nicer. He's just extremely gentle and and just kind and 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 very open to having a conversation with anybody. He's just a, seems to me to be like a legit good person. So I can't say enough good things about him. Twenty two seasons. That's unbelievable. Well, it's it's exactly what you said. This is not a guy that's played basketball in a gentle way. And he comes in and 22 seasons, a lot of upshot listeners were not born when Vince Carter <laughs> came into the league. Oh, and come on, man. Don't do that to me. Come on. No, no I know. I mean, I, I, me and you both, right? It's one of Jeez. those things. It's one of those things that blows me away because a lot of our <laughs> listeners are on the younger side, and Vince Carter has literally been playing longer than a lot of uh, a lot of upshot listeners, and so <laughs> I, I'm super pumped to see him, you know, put in this season. And like I said, it's just a testament to him as to what he's put together for a career. So I'm excited really too. Is. And I think we, I think we I think we'd be remiss to mention too. We had a we had a legit Woj bomb dropped on us in the last thirty to oh, forty five minutes. The Woj, did DeAndre, drop a go ahead. DeAndre Ayton, the number one overall pick from last year's draft, is apparently facing a twenty five game suspension for violating the NBA's drug policy. Now, kids, if you're listening at home, that's not performance enhancing drugs. Those are the kind of drugs you grow in your backyard. That's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> 25 games. We're talking about nearly a third of the season. That's pretty unbelievable to me. It's got to be disheartening for Phoenix Suns fans, all three of you. So I hope, uh, hope we're, <laughs> hope we're going we're gonna to be able to get past that. A lot more pressure on Devin Booker. He can shoot it another 30 times a game. So it's going to be even more fun to watch those uh, Suns play deep into the night. Well, I think that uh, it goes back to what we say all the time um, with Upshot. I think the lesson for Phoenix here is quite simply you should have taken Luka. Uh, but, <laughs> but, 
You know, I, no, I mean, anyways, I, you know, I, I feel like it's a rough you situation. The, you think the Sacramento Kings are saying the same thing now that uh, uh, Bagley is out too? I mean, these are that's the, those are the top two picks in the NBA draft from last year. Both of them going to be out multiple, multiple games while Luca just continues to dominate. He's going to be in the MVP conversation this year. Watch out. Yeah, it was amazing. What, what a game he had. So. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed our uh, dig into the Warriors. I think all of us uh, tonight here at Upshot are actually secretly rooting for them, even if the last few years we've not been the biggest Golden State fan. Um, what are you into? Who's How's your team doing right now? Let us know. If you go to UpshotPodcast.com, you can comment on any of the podcasts that you have been listening to. We love hearing from you. Also, make sure you jump over to iTunes and leave us a review. That's big for us that gets us in front of more people and when we have more people we have more people to talk about basketball with also on that note we have a facebook group and in that facebook group we talk a lot of smack and we want you to come talk a lot of smack with us and talk basketball talk nba we have a whole lot of fun in there as i said go to upshotpodcast.com we hope you enjoyed this opening week where we did lots of podcasts we covered lots of ground and hey we want to hear more from you so Enjoy. We are going to take a few days break. We're going to be back next week with more pods, uh, some interesting pods coming your way. So make sure that you subscribe and that you're ready to get those as soon as they go live. All right. That's all we got. Anything else, Marshall? You good? No, man. Looking forward to tomorrow night. Grizz home opener. Let's do it. Yeah, we're going to be there live and uh, I am excited. Thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you all soon. You've been listening to the Upshot NBA Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to click the subscribe button so you can get a new Upshot episode every week. And make sure to leave us a review on your podcast app as soon as you're done listening. 